Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. Of course, this year we're focusing on Shopify, and all of the experts we're bringing to our show are going to give you value, whether you have a Shopify business, an e-commerce brand, or any sort of retail company that you're doing digital marketing work to grow and scale. And today's expert is no different. Today, we're going to talk about dramatically increasing ROI with data-driven marketing for your Shopify brand. Our expert is a leading analytics expert, and he's also the co-founder of Measurement Marketing IO. And he's going to teach us, I love this, how to turn basic data into more profitable outcomes. I'll be introducing you to our guest in just a moment. Before I do that, a quick note from our sponsor, a reminder that all of this invaluable information today is brought to you by Engage. We are really excited because as of May this year, May 2022, we have launched a new app. It's called SMS Messaging for Shopify Stores. And if you're not yet using SMS Messaging, what are you waiting for? Right now, the open rate for SMS messages, we know this, right? Because we're always on our phone. It's like 98%. I don't know about you, but I probably get 250, maybe 300 texts a day. And what do I do? I open every single one, right? Versus email, which falls at about a 20% open rate. So I'm here to share with you that Engage has the answer for your e-commerce business, and that's SMS messaging, especially for your Shopify store. Our app makes it so easy for Shopify store owners to build customer lists, to increase sales, save time with automations, and also promote new products and personalized campaigns. Check us out. You can go to Engage, that's N-G-A-G-G-E dot com, and you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That trial, to kick off our new app, will give you 500 free messages to take for a test drive because I'll tell you what, you've got nothing to lose but a huge amount of business to gain with SMS messaging and SMS marketing. However, do your due diligence, do your research, and of course, learn how to use SMS messaging ethically and appropriately. That's like my little uh, ender for today. What do you say that? Like my wise word from our sponsor. Uh, I'm super excited to introduce you, by the way, to today's guest, who is actually hailing from Austin, Texas, which is a town I know all too well, Hook'em Horns. His name is Chris Mercer. And if you don't know who Chris is, you need to, because his career actually began in radio advertising However, he, he developed his passion for sales and marketing into turning into, or I shouldn't say turning into, becoming the co-founder of Measurement Marketing IO. Now, we're excited to have Chris here because Chris is considered an authority in helping marketers know their numbers in an easy to understand manner. Apart from training people how to measure and improve their sales funnels, he is a top contributor and speaker at multiple analytics and optimizations conferences and blogs like Conversion XL, Content Jam, Digital Marketer, Traffic and Conversion Summit, 
Social Media Examiner, I Know That Show, and more. And a fun fact about Chris, actually, we'll share two fun facts. One is going to tug at your heartstrings. One is going to make you think seaweed and bubbles. We'll go with seaweed and bubbles first. Chris is actually, or was as a kid, a freaky over-the-top fan of goldfish. And apparently he had a lot of pet goldfish. We'll find out that number in just a minute. And a, and a fun fact that will tug at your heartstrings. I, I, it does mine anyway. Uh, Chris and his wife have spent many years as foster care parents, which I think in today's day and age or really any time is such a wonderful way to give, share, and spread the love. So Chris, it's so great to have you on today's show. Have you had as many foster kids as as you did goldfish growing up? Not, not quite. Definitely <laughs> a lot. It's a great question. That is safely one I have never been asked for or asked about in my life. But yes, we definitely had a lot more goldfish uh, than, than foster cares. But I tell you, both of them, a system that you have to learn and maintain. Mm. So to tie into the whole marketing and measurement systems and everything else that goes on in the world, absolutely both have their distinct systems. And if you're a systems person, you will absolutely love them. And if you don't like systems and bureaucracy, they can get a little challenged. Well, I think what's interesting is if there's one thing in common with every business, it, I want to say every business, but certainly every retail business, whether it's brick and mortar, whether it's online, whether they're on WooCommerce or shop Amazon, the one thing all of the common are numbers. And, and numbers are what you help specifically uh, people to understand. You say that numbers have powers and you need to basically tap into that. And you can basically turn numbers into meaningful data to then turn into revenue. And I feel like revenue is the number one thing everybody wants more of. So it's obviously the perfect match that you're able to take what everybody's got and turn it into something that everybody wants, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. So especially when it comes to this world of numbers, I think it's when you think about a tool like Google Analytics, which most of us are using, right, as, as marketers, when we're trying to grow our business, we have this understanding that Google Analytics is kind of like the matrix. Like if only I understood how to decode it, then I will look at these reports, they will magically dispo upon me these magical marketer powers, and I'm going to find the one thing that's going to change my company forever and blah, blah, blah. And, and sadly, because I used to think like that as well, um, that's not, not true. This stuff is complicated. And so I think that needs to be said, because you got to respect the tools. There's a lot of bells and whistles and different features and everything else that, that go on with measurement. But the problem is everybody tries to learn the tool and they're not learning the trade. And so that's what we can talk about today to actually apply it. So for example, if I show you how to like cut food with a knife and use a blender, it doesn't mean you're a chef. You learned the tools, but it doesn't make you a chef. It doesn't make you anybody who can actually really cook food, just you can chop it up, right? Yeah. And so the idea is like, let's learn how to be a chef and then we can use the tools to actually prepare the food that we need, to, in our case, data, uh, to actually pull information from the data. And that's how it is. When you actually prepare the data properly, it will naturally give you those stories that tell you what actions you should be taking next in order to grow your revenue and profits. You just made that sound so easy. And that was a great analogy. It's like you can learn the tool, learn how to cut, but you're not learning the craft of cooking. Yeah, totally. Exactly right. makes and, and in sense. marketing, it's, it's, it's marketers not understanding measurement. Uh, too busy mm -hmm. focusing on the tool and thinking just because they know the tool that they know measurement now, but it's a, there's a there's a couple of nuances to it, um, which fortunately aren't aren't that hard, right? You just got to work on the right mindset, have a decent framework, and then you know you can kind of go from there. I love that. Well, I think there's one thing also to just call out, and it's something I recently had experience with doing some influencer work for a brand. I recently discovered too 
businesses can't always count on the tools to always be accurate. There can be a bug. There can be a glitch. Um, I was working with a company and there was an entire glitch in all the code writing for all their Facebook like ads and stuff. So things were running, you know, sales were happening, you know, everything was converting, like the numbers were there, but at the end of the day, I guess they measured everything based on pixels and the codes were all wrong and the pixels, mm -hmm. pixels were all jacked up. And so at yeah. the end of the day, they're like, great, we made all this money. We have no idea who came from what ad and all this stuff because basically everything was kind of glitched. So I think also just because you can know the tools, also the tools can sometimes glitch out or change yeah. or, you know, and I'll, and I'll take that a step further. Um, and this is just gives an understanding of like how we think about this, that when we teach it at measure marketing.io, because all we do is help people that are not quote unquote, the numbers people, but need to mm -hmm. know their numbers, right? They have to mm -hmm. take their medicine. So we try to make it as palatable as we can. So one of the things that we tackle first is around accuracy. Accuracy doesn't exist anywhere. It's not mm -hmm. a thing. And the, and the more people try to wrestle accuracy to the ground, the more you're going to be frustrated with it because it's not a thing, it does not exist. The only way in the world you can get accuracy is if I hire one half of the planet to follow around the other half of the planet and report back on what they did. And even if I do that, I will just get their opinion of what happened, not actually mm. what happened, right? There is no such thing as accuracy. What marketers really want though, when they're talking about accuracy, they just don't have another word for it. What they're looking for is a useful truth. You want to be able to see your numbers go, oh, I can actually do something with this. I now right. know I should spend more money on Facebook or spend less on Google ads or ramp up those emails because they're really closing the deal and or, or how to tie the traffic sources together. And that's mm -hmm. what we're looking for as, as marketers. When we're back there trying to measure things, forget about accuracy. It's not a thing. You don't have to, don't get me wrong. You want it within the ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, but for various reasons, accuracy is just not going to be a thing anybody can get access to anymore. Uh, and technically you never could. But if you just think about, okay, I just need something useful so I know what actions I can take next, that's it. And then you get to where you can take those actions and then you take those actions and you improve and you optimize. And then you measure again to make sure, okay, did I actually take the company in the direction I wanted it to? And you just keep rinsing and repeating that process. And we can go through a framework that'll kind of walk you through that if you want. Absolutely. I do want to kind of walk through for our audience a few of the of the uh, talking points you're going to share with us today, because when I read through this, I'm like, oh, I'm very, what's the word? I'm very, I'm a list maker. I'm detail oriented, but I like when things are spelled out in steps for me. I'm very much like, I like to follow like steps. And I feel like the way you planned your talk today is very logical to me. And I think it will be very easy for our audience to absorb. So this is great. We're talking about how to dramatically increase your ROI with data-driven marketing, you know, specifically for your Shopify brand. But if you use another platform, this absolutely will translate. Chris is going to start out telling us how a quick mindset shift can help you unlock the power of your numbers. That sounds exciting. Sounds like magic. So I'm excited for that, for that first little topic here. Then we'll talk about a simple three-step framework that automatically grows revenue and profits. So that's what you were just kind of alluding to, this right. framework. And then we'll end our talk today talking about how to make sure you're asking the right questions. The one thing every marketer must do with their numbers, and yet most of them don't. Those, those are really all very intriguing things laid out nicely for us. So I feel like I just need to say, you know, Chris, the stage is yours. <laughs> Let's dive into mindset shift, how to unlock the power of numbers. Take it away. All Take right. it away, so Blake Shelton. By the way, wait, if you're listening on this podcast, I just, I just got back from Nashville. I'm a big country music fan. So I'd seen pictures of Chris online. I just got to say this, Chris. 
I've seen pictures. It didn't hit me, but he pops onto the podcast today. We were videoing, uh, and he has a baseball hat on. And I'm like, "Oh, hey, Blake Shelton! Like that? The likeness is pretty. You could be his brother." So excellent. You, you already had it. bonus points in my yes, book. So. exactly, exactly. So after this, he'll also sing us a little ditty about his goldfish. <laughs> that would be my one true fact, right? The one fun fact. Oh, by the way. <laughs> it's like Hannah Montana, right? By the way, yeah. in my spare time, I play Blake Shelton. That's there you go, really, right? He's a marketer during the day. I love so, it. So yeah, the the, uh, the mindset shift is is a big one because it's like there's a there's a lot that I have learned in marketing in general by paying attention to just human nature and what works in the offline world. And I think a lot of times digital marketers just haven't done that. Um, they 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 have learned a certain thing and they just sort of think like their environment because it is online. Like none of these all rules apply or they, they don't think to apply them, right? So let's talk about that specifically with the mindset when it comes to numbers, measurement, and how you use all this stuff, why you're using it is the big key. And most people, again, they're not thinking about the whys. They're just trying to activate all these platforms and get a bunch of numbers in. And then they're confused as to why the numbers don't make sense, right? It's because they haven't really attacked it with the right angle. So let's say I have a shoe store and you walk into my shoe store, right? Offline analog store, right? Brick and mortar. So you come into my shoe store and I'm like, Hey, Marissa, you know, great to see you again. What can I help you find this time? You're like, well, I actually need a pair of sneakers. I'm like, okay, great. We happen to have sneakers. As I am walking toward the sneakers, you're following me and I'm asking you what type of sneakers and what you're looking for and what colors or what you're going to use them in and blah, 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 blah. Everything that we are doing at that point is having a conversation. Mm -hmm. I am listening to you and I am changing how I'm responding based upon what you tell me. So if I, if you say, Hey, I'm looking for sneakers and I'm like, great, let's go take a look at the dress shoes. You'd be like, I wanted sneakers. And I'd be like, oh yeah, dress shoes. Cause they're on sale. And I get a spiff for that. I would be unlikely because I'm not changing how I'm responding. I'm mm -hmm. unlikely to get that sale. Right. And in an offline world, this makes sense. If I'm the store manager, I want to know what everyone's saying to all the customers to make sure that the customers are moving through a process, a conversation that leads to a transaction for the store. Right. Okay. That's the mindset shift is realizing that there is a conversation that's happening between the users and or in this case, the, the store uh, visitors, right? The prospects and customers walking in the store and the salespeople. And in the offline world, everyone goes, how's that a mindset shift? Apply it to the online world. So yeah, brick and mortar, that makes total sense. That's how humans are. Brick mm -hmm. and mortar. Now think about a picture. You have one picture in your head of maybe you and I talking at a store and it's like, okay, that makes sense. I get that. Now imagine you looking at the website of a shoe store. There is okay. still a very real conversation. In fact, you're going to hear it when you're going through the store. Most people, when they're going through, they're reading the text, they hear it in their head. There's a conversation that's happening between that specific store and technically the specific page they're on and that user. So if you're on the collections page, let's say Shopify, you know, store, you're looking at the collections, you're browsing, you're having a conversation, you're thinking. And that, that whole purpose of the collections page is to get you into a specific product, hopefully, right? Then there's the product detail page which comes along. Its whole purpose is to explain itself, build value, show you how others are using it and liking it. And it's its job to do that so you can get it to add to cart. That's all it can do. So you, so that's the conversation that step wants to have. Now you're add to cart, you're going through the checkout process. Now you've got a completely different conversation. It's like a whole other mm -hmm. salesperson, just like in an offline store. You don't typically, you're going through a checkout. It's like, okay, you can get your shoes, go and check out. And you go check out with somebody else that actually brings you up. It's mm -hmm. the same thing online. And what most marketers fail to remember is that there is a conversation happening. Why is this important? Because measurement is how we listen to their side of the conversation. So the better that you get at measurement, the better you get using tools like Google Analytics, like Tag Manager, like Data Studio, which is a whole platform of tools now, all free, by the way, um, that are immensely powerful and popular out there. But getting used to those and getting really good at measurement is like you 
leaning in a little more and really listen to the conversation. So instead of just hearing, I want shoes, you know, oh no, they want sneakers. They want sneakers that are this size and these colors and that do this. And cause you can measure for all that. Right. And so that's the idea is this mindset shift is realizing like we all have conversations. Every single website is basically a salesperson for your business. Every single page of that website is a different salesperson for your business who has one particular purpose of whatever that page is, right? Again, for a collections yeah. page, it might be getting under the details. For the details, it might be getting them out to cart, add to carts, getting them through checkout, right? So all of that's happening and then currently going on. And so the reason that we measure is to listen to their side of the conversation so that we can what? So that we can respond. We can change how we adjust things. We can change products if we need to. Change headlines, change targeting on Facebook ads, right? All of that different stuff that we do as marketers, that we adjust to, to respond to the conversation. So measurement is how we listen to their side of the conversation. The better we get at measurement, the better that we understand their side of the conversation. And marketing is how we respond to keep the conversation going in the direction we want, in this case, ultimately to a, a transaction, which is kind of how measurement marketing.io got its name because it's a whole process of listening and responding. And when you put in that human nature standpoint, we haven't talked about ROI, ROAS, yeah. click-through rate, any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. That stuff is, is later, not now. First is, Let's make sure we're listening to the conversation because right now as a digital marketer, most digital marketers, they're not trying to, but they are ignoring a large chunk of the behaviors that are happening on that site because they're not measuring for them because they don't know why they would want to anyway. But when you realize it's like, man, if I measure for all that, I'm going to understand that they're really looking for this particular thing. Marketing side becomes a lot easier all of a sudden. So that's the mindset shift is listen to the conversation that is happening between the users and the site. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Did I just through that conversation, come up with the next book title that you might write. Because what I'm hearing, I'm ready. yeah, I'm ready. I really think so. And if someone's listening on the podcast, you can take it if Chris doesn't hop on it. Measurement marketing conversation through clicks. Because it's Ooh, through clicking. Like it. Am That's I exactly right? right. It's, yes. It's through yes. the clicking that a consumer is telling the, you know, the business is, is conversing. You're conversing yep. through where you're clicking, what you're clicking on, how long you're there, when you're clicking out of it. Um, and that's, and you're really I, like I'm gonna, having a I'm clicking gonna blow conversation. Your mind. I'm going to blow yeah. your mind just a little bit because it's important that it's, I, I love how you're thinking about it because you're absolutely right. But when you think about behaviors that are happening on a page, it's time, it's yeah. scroll. I can measure when somebody sees a, a like I'll give you a perfect example of this. We have a, a, our flagship products called the Measurement Marketing Academy. Its whole mission in life is a just-in-time learning platform to teach regular normal people how to do this stuff, right? So they know their numbers. So we have that product. And when we, we measure for the customer journey, meaning we measure the number of people that see the offer page, we measure the number of people who see the cart, we measure the number of people who complete that customer journey and purchase the academy. And that's just a normal customer journey or, or sales funnel type methodology. Not that mm -hmm. hard. What we want to know sometimes is, well, if we have a, a certain understanding, we'll get more into this when we talk about the framework, about how many people should be going from offer to the cart. And if that's not happening, why? Well, that's where you get like random acts of marketing going on. So people go, well, I think it's the headline. Well, I think we should do a webinar. I think we should do a video and it's whatever, who knows, right? So what we do is we set up measurement on that one page. Remember one page, one purpose, I'm trying to measure that salesperson so I can coach that salesperson to do a better job of selling. But I have to know what, what that salesperson is saying first to the users. So we measure for these behaviors. We call it the eyes on the journey because each one of these stands starts with an eye. So the first one is the impression. Was the page loaded, right? That's the regular mm -hmm. page load. That's the one everyone's familiar with with a page view that shows up in Google Analytics. That's page load. Right. The second thing we measure for is what we call introduced. Introduced means you're there for 10 seconds. 
after 10 seconds, it goes, okay, now we've, we have officially, they've been introduced to the measurement marketing Academy. Why is that important? Because if this, again, if this was an offline store, if you came into the shoe store and I was like, Marissa, good to see you again. How can I help you? You're like, oh, sorry. I was looking for the tire place. And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, they moved. They're across the street, right? Mm -hmm. In the offline world, that's the end of our conversation. But digitally, I follow you across the street. I have a sign. And as soon as you come out of the tire store, I'm like, want shoes now? Want how about 20% off? <laughs> how about what these other people are saying about these shoes? Because why? Because you- I have shoes with store. tire treads on the bottom. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's exactly right. Because you walked- wow. That doesn't mean you wanted shoes, right? Right. So that's why we put that little time element. So we don't tell Facebook, hey, they accidentally clicked on a link that they didn't want to because they were playing some game or whatever. It's, they've been there 10 seconds. They're, they're somewhat aware of where they are. Let's build a retargeting audience out of that because it's a higher quality target for us, right? So now we've got, so the first one is impression. Second one is 10 seconds on that page, introduced. The third one is we need to know if they're interested or not. So what do we do? We measure, if we, we think about it, the marketing team thinks about it, says, what are the behaviors that would be an indication that they're probably interested? In this case, it's kind of a longer form copy page. So we measure for a combination of two behaviors. One is, did they scroll at least halfway down? Two is, did they stay there at least 45 seconds while doing that? So we know they are actually interested in the copy. They're mulling something around. So we have impression, introduced, and interested. And so far, no clicks. So then there's the fourth one, what we call investigate, which is, well, how many people actually considered the offer? So how do we measure that? We measure that when you scroll up in the Academy page as a pricing table, as whatever the current rates are. When that pricing table comes into the viewable browser window, we count 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. We go, okay, they're investigating. Now mark them down as investigate. And then that final I is initiate. That's the click to go to the cart. So if somebody's not initiating, we can see, is it because they investigated and they decided, yeah, I get it, but I don't think it's worth it. So I'm not going to initiate and go to the cart. Or did they go, well, I didn't even look at the pricing table because you kind of lost me in the interested section and we need mm -hmm. to rework that part. Or did we, did we not even get that because they're not even sticking around more than 10 seconds, which means we have an above the fold mismatch somewhere between the ad and the expectation that was set by whatever mm -hmm. that traffic source was. But each yes. one of those measurements tells us exactly what to do. So there's no guessing, there's no drama in our organization when it comes to marketing. There's frustration sometimes because the marketer's like, man, I thought this was gonna work, but it didn't, but at least they know what actions they're gonna take. And they go back, back to the drawing board, take those actions and test again. And so it becomes, numbers become guideposts. They become like a GPS that you can use that sort of guide you to that to that revenue, profit and ROI, ROAS and everything else that comes uh, through proper measurement. That makes so, I love the way you break this down. All these analogies and examples really paint the picture, but it makes a lot because even from a consumer standpoint, I always like to talk, always relay this from the consumer. I'm like, hey, I'm your host, but I'm I'm the consumer. It's I can think of a million times, not a million, a bunch of dozen times where I've been to a website where I immediately was like, wow, this was not what I thought it was. Right. And I left right away. And I can think of myself being in each of those positions you shared. Maybe I was investigating and I was like, eh, this offer Yep. Mm, it's a little out of my price range, or like you yep. said, I don't think it's worth it. But I think I've been in all four of those positions and I recognized it at the time. And it makes sense that if a company could really pinpoint that, which with your advice and your mm -hmm. you know system with numbers, they can, that can absolutely help them to 100%. get rid of all that friction and make it a more frictionless journey for the right customer. I mean, it has exactly. to be the right match though, too. Exactly so. right. So cool. if you want, we, we can go through that kind of that three-step framework and apply yes. it to like a Shopify e-commerce store. Because everyone's Let's probably like, that. well, that's a long-form copy. Like I use a Shopify store. It's different, right? Yeah. So the, so the one is the mindset. You have to have this understanding of going, okay, I need to listen to the conversation. That's the whole point of this because the better I am at not ignoring my customers and listening to what they say, the mm -hmm. more likely I am going to be able to take the actions to make more transactions happen. 
those customers. That's the first step. So uh, it's just mindset. Now the framework itself, three steps to that framework. First is you have to plan. Second is you have to build, right? So we're planning out our measurement. We're building out the measurement. And then the third thing is you launch it. You actually use the measurement. So let's talk about each one of those. So that planning stage really has three keys to it. The first is, and this is what we call KIA, the system, because it's Q-I-A. So Q stands for questions, right? It's not just asking questions. The worst thing in the world, and I have done this, so I get it, is to Google, what questions should a Shopify store owner be asking? And you do that, and you get a million blog posts that have a billion different answers. And it's like seven questions, 14 questions, 44 questions, 375 different questions. Every, And you're just like, I have no idea what's going on. They're writing questions that they asked and somebody else maybe just copied that. And this is what happens. Don't do that. There's only ever two types of questions. Remember, you don't have to overcomplicate this stuff. The skill is not in complicating. It's in keeping things simple, right? So there's only two types of questions. There are results questions and there are how questions. Most companies ask only results questions and they need to start asking how. So as a result question, you might say, well, how many sales did my store sell? How many units of products did I sell? What's my average cart? That's all results. It's the end of the customer journey. What mm -hmm. was the result of it? Right? And that's mostly what people care about because that's the thing that's obviously paying the bills. Mm -hmm. However, the more important questions, you still need the results questions. Don't get me wrong. You still have to have those. The more important question is, how did I do that? So how many product details views led to how many, let's say, start checkouts led to purchases of that product. So now I can start to see that little customer journey and I start to say, well, this certain product is actually three times as likely to end up as a sale as maybe some of these other ones are. What does that page look like? And is it doing something different? Maybe we can take that and roll that out to the other pages, right? So that's that's the questions part of this planning process. And you're not building anything. You're not in Google Analytics. You're, the way I think about it is like three columns on a piece of paper. So that first one is just list out all the results and how questions. Don't get caught up in asking the perfect question. I will give you a trade secret. The more that you practice this, the better you get at it. So in the beginning, you're going to ask not so great results <laughs> and how questions. But I promise you, as long as there's a result question and at least one how question, the next time you go through this process, you're going to have a little bit more measurement muscle built because you've gone through the framework and you're going to ask a slightly better results and how question. And then you'll do it again and again and again. And this is how you get really good at it because you build the muscle to do it, right? It's like business takes work. So uh, marketing. My acting, my acting teacher always said, the more you do, the better you and that is true. I don't care whether it's fishing, marketing, yep. acting, whatever. The more you do, the better you get. I, this is so interesting, by the way. The how is interesting because that, I feel like that carries over also into so many other parts of our life. When you have something oh, that yeah. turns out successful, it's like we're always exactly like, this is great. Oh, I made this much money. I landed these clients or I booked this gig or this, that, and the other. Or my relationship's going really great right now. And the end result is usually what we focus on. But if we take a little time to say, well, how did we do this? Even if you're just having a good day, right? You're just a happy person. You're just like yeah. in a better mood. Instead of being like, man, I wish I was like this all the time. It's like, well, what got me here? Let me work backwards exactly right. and kind of look at the how. Because then if you learn truly the how, you can mimic. You can do it again. You can recreate. 100%. Oh, yep. I love this exactly conversation. Right. You got me excited. All right, let's keep Excellent. it going. I'm ready. All right, so we, we got our questions, results and how, right? First stage results of the first step of our little, uh, our first key to our planning step here. I'm taking so then notes. The next thing is information. That's the I. So questions first, results and how, mm -hmm. information. And all we do is we think in terms of behaviors that we need to collect in order to get answers to those questions. So I'll give you a very simple question. It might be, uh, let's say a results question like, well, what's, our, what's my opt-in rate for my 10% off coupon that people we offer people on the store? 
So in order to know that, the information I need to collect is how many times was that pop-up shown? How many times did they see the thank you page for that pop-up, right? How many times did they submit that form? That tells me my opt-in rate. That's just an example of the information. So you think all these different questions listed, what information will I need to collect in order to get answers to those questions? That one's a fairly simple one. Then there's the A part of this. Now, this is one of the things that most marketers skip. Again, it's not because they don't know. It's, it's precisely because they do not know that they skip it. And if you've ever had a problem where you open up a report and you have, you, it feels like this avalanche of numbers is just swimming over you. And you're like, I have no idea what any of this stuff means. I'm a horrible person. I can't, I'm not a numbers person. Why do people keep doing this to me? I, I know I can't do this. I, I should go write copy or whatever the thing is, right? We all have these conversations with ourselves. Or it's the opposite. You provide a report to your boss or a stakeholder or a client and they come back to you and they're like, I have no idea what's, what's, what and they mean? ask you a question and you're like, it's in the report if you would just open the thing, right? Well, the reason that happens is because this third key has been missed entirely. And that is actions, right? Actions. Now, remember, we're doing this in the planning stage. So you haven't opened up that spreadsheet. You're not looking at Shopify's numbers. You're not looking at Google Analytics. It's way before any of that stuff happens. You've listed out your questions, results and how. We know the information we need to collect in order to get the answers. And now we start to role play. And the secret sauce to this one to getting it right is if this, then that. So you go, okay, well, let's go back to that opt-in example. The actions are if, the, if it comes in lower, if it comes in higher, and if it comes in just right, what am I going to do, right? So if it comes in, let's say, lower than 25%, right, on this page, then I'm going to want to rework that offer, maybe try to make it a little more credible because it should be higher than 25% for the warm traffic that's on that audience, right? Hypothetic, I'm making stuff up. But now I already know the actions I'm going to take if it's substantially low in 25%. What if it's, uh, let's say, higher than, you know, 45 or 50%, you know, well, maybe it's too good of an offer. I don't need that rate, right? I won't say that's the right answer to do, but maybe, right? It could be too high. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's, you've got, if you're targeting traffic to, you might want to expand out your traffic a little bit because that's really high conversion rate. Maybe you can, you know, expand your traffic a little bit, even though your, your, uh, conversion rate will go down, you're netting more leads potentially mm -hmm. that way. Right. So there's an action step I might take if it was too high. And what if it's just right? Well, then it's obviously just, okay, scale out the traffic. I'm going to scale the traffic, make sure more people coming in so we can scale out leads and make sure it stays in that sweet spot. So already I know the questions I'm trying to ask results and how. I know the information I need to collect in order to get the answers. I already know what I'm going to do with the numbers when I see them because I role played it. And if you're building a spreadsheet or a dashboard or a report for somebody else, you make you go to them and you say, what actions are you going to take based on this? Because hypothetically, let's say I was I was doing this for somebody else. I could go to them and say, well, well tell me about this whole opt-in thing. And they say, well... Uh, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down by traffic source. I want to know, you know, compare Google ads to Facebook traffic and see if that's different from the Taboola traffic that we're currently running. So now I go, oh, wait a second. You didn't ask the question around traffic sources, but you're going to use traffic sources in this report. So now I know as the person building the report, you need to have breakdown by traffic sources. So I will literally pencil it out whether it's on a whiteboard or a back of a napkin and say, so if it looked kind of like this and the buttons were here where you could choose the sources, like would this work? And if you saw the number here, you would know what actions you were going to take. They would go, yes, perfect. I'm going to build that. So now when I, let's say you were the client, I give you the report, Marissa, how fast do you get to action? You see the number, you go, okay, go take action, which is what we all want as marketers. Because as much as I am numbers tolerant, I do not want to stare at numbers all day long. I have other things I have to do as the owner, right? So mm -hmm. I go into my my reports and more importantly, my marketing team, they go into their reports, but they have more important things to do than stare at numbers as well. So they go in, spend about a minute, get their marching orders because they already know them and they're going back out and they're changing things and improving things for the company because they're they're not staring at the numbers. They're not analyzing reports. We get that a lot. People are like, I didn't learn how to analyze a report. I'm like, what you need to do is make them simpler. 
So you don't have to analyze them. That's the trick, you know, and then you don't need that. So that's the planning stage. And this is why most people don't have those reports because they never had a good solid plan for them. So again, planning the first step of the framework, measurement marketing framework, step one, plan the three keys, questions, information, mm -hmm. and then actions, right? So now we've got our plan in place. Now we move into the build. This is where you use your tools. So in this case, Google Analytics, it's a free one. Uh, kind of the new kid on the block is Google Analytics 4. So as the time that we're doing this recording, the what they call the universal analytics, some people are calling it GA3, Google calls it universal analytics, so we do as well. Um, that's the original one that we're all using today. So if you've been using Google Analytics for any period of time, it's probably universal analytics. That particular uh, Google Analytics is gonna stop working in July of 2023. So a year-ish from when, you're, when this recording was done. So in July, 2023, that one stops working. There's a new kit on the block called Google Analytics 4 that everybody should be starting to learn because it's completely different. The only thing it has in common with Universal Analytics is the name Google Analytics. That's it. It's a completely wow. separate platform. So much so that they run simultaneously together because they're not the same. It's like me using Keep Analytics or Kissmetrics with Google Analytics. You can do that because they're different platforms. So these are two different platforms that both happen to share the same name. But Google Analytics 4 was built to handle this world where there's privacy concerns and all this other stuff that go on where there's just less people that can be measured because people are using Brave, they're using Vivaldi, they're using ad blocker extensions, right? All the stuff that stops measurement from happening. And so if you have less data coming in, you need a powerful platform that's built with machine learning and AI and models, conversions, and everything else that Google Analytics 4 does. So for various reasons, if this is the first time you listen to this podcast, you're like, I didn't know there was a Google Analytics 4 dive into it now. It will take you a good 90 days of kicking that thing around just to get to the point where you can start kicking it around. Um, wow, it'll take another three right? months after that. So get the more you do, the this. better you get, as, you, as we right. talked about. Absolutely right. So here's when you're using a tool like that, right? The, the framework comes in handy here because mm -hmm. in order to, again, it's it's there's so much stuff to it. Where do you start? Well, the first thing in your build, the first key to that is results. You have to make sure that that platform knows what results you are trying to achieve with your marketing. And of course, there's a specific way to do that. Most people, again, it goes back to the results and how questions. Most people are just typing in the results like leads or sales. And they make that maybe a goal if it was if you were using Universal Analytics. In GA4, they call that a conversion event, right? It's just a milestone is all it is, milestone behavior. But the trick to this is we, we use the model ACE. So and then think about a customer journey, right? So ACE stands for aware. So we measure, we have a goal when they are aware of a customer journey. It might be something as loading up a specific product detail page. Cool, they are aware of this particular product. Then the complete step, when they complete the process, that would be like the final checkout fulfillment, right? Congratulations, here's your receipt. That's your fulfillment step, the complete stage, so A and C. E is engagement along the way. So sometimes you measure one step, if it's a smaller customer journey, sometimes multiple steps. But the idea is when I'm doing this ACE model and I'm setting up all my little conversion events or setting up goals in universe analytics to measure for these stages of results, what am I measuring for? I'm measuring for the results and how. So I understand what results I'm getting. I understand where the drop-off is all of a sudden because the platform understands it because I told the platform to look for these different conversions. That's the results side. You use that ACE model. Then there's traffic. Now, traffic is very simple with Google Analytics or tools like it. You use these little things and anybody can Google for them. So there's, there's plenty of videos out there to talk about it. Um, just Google UTM, the letters, UTM, and then Google Analytics or something like that. That's all you need. And you will see lots of videos talking about how to use UTMs. The important part of these are they're just little parameters that are in the URL. And they basically just sort of, um, Google Analytics listens for those and it sees, oh, you came from a Facebook paid ad. Oh, you came from a YouTube uh, social ad. Oh, you came from an I email. 
right? There's going to be a little thing we'll do at the end of this that I'll show you how we're doing it so that I know if listeners came from this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Talk about open loop for those of you who are copywriters out yeah, there. Yeah, and so, special offers. And special offer. Yes. yes, yes. So special offer and you get to see UTMs at work. But that's the idea of traffic. So now, now Google Analytics is a platform. Again, I'm using that as an example because it's free to everybody, but it doesn't matter if you use GA or some other tool. This, this applies. You got to make sure it knows the results. Think ACE, right? Measure for awareness, measure when they complete, measure as they engage along the way. Ace. Then you've got to make sure the traffic sources are, are put into that so it understands where the traffic is coming from. Then the next key to that is story. And this is where you do have to use your tools and, and set them up properly. Uh, but when you do that, what you will start to see is that these traffic sources have little personality types. And you'd be like, well, you know what? Facebook is really good at getting people to engage with the academy, but it's not really good at awareness and it's not really good at completing the deal. But Google Organic is really good about getting them to be aware of the Measure Marketing Academy. And you know what's really, really good is when we use that retargeting Facebook ad to make them leads. And then we give email the job to nurture and close the deal. And you go, okay, now do I know? Because I can measure that. Because remember, I'm tying traffic to specific ACE results, right? I can tell what stage they're of the customer journey they're in. And I can start to see, oh, this traffic source is better at this stage. This traffic source is better at this stage. This one's better at that stage. Well, now I can take and I can start mix and match my traffic sources. What's the best one for awareness? The best one for completion? The best one for engagement? Then I can put those together and say, okay, is this really working the way it needs to work? And then measure against it. Again, this is from the numbers. And what are the numbers? It's just the conversation, right? That's all it is. It's the user's conversation that I can see there. So that's how the build goes out. When you do those things, where you measure your results, ACE results, you make sure the traffic is identified using UTMs, mm -hmm. um, which again, anybody can Google. We see a lot of stuff on how to do that. And then you will start to see you, you, what we call setup setup, but you start to see the story between which traffic sources are causing which specific results. And now you can start to understand how the traffic sources work together to move somebody through the journey, like in our case for the Measure Marketing Academy. So that's plan and then build. Now that you've got your build set out and you're measuring everything, now you got to start using it. And that's the launch phase. So the first key to that is listen. What are we listening for? The conversation. I'm hoping people are saying that in their head right now. Yeah, you're listening for the conversation. Exactly right. <laughs> We're listening for the conversation between the users and the website. Now, how do we do that? Trends and patterns. That's how you do that. If you want to survive the coming world of data as we know it, You've got to get really good at identifying trends and patterns. And it doesn't take much. It just takes a willingness to, to ask that question. What's the trend? What's the pattern? Right? This is why you don't ask one person what their opinion is and then say, well, that must be the, that must be it. Obviously, there's no other way. You ask multiple people who are, let's pretend experts in this area, see what multiple people say. And what most people are saying most of the time is probably the trend, right? Because they're probably going to continue to say that the next day and the next day. So that's trends and patterns. And you can start to see what conversion rates are. You're going to have a certain trend and pattern for your opt-in rate. You're going to have a certain trend and pattern for your closing rate or your conversion rate at the end, right? And you start to see all of that. So that's the first thing is you listen for the trends and patterns. So you get an understanding of what those sort of benchmark behaviors are. In other words, what's the conversation between the website, this particular stage, and the user? Now that we know that, this is the one thing that Everybody skips, I would say two things, but technically it's actions is the first one. But this is the more important one of actions. I still think actions are super important because they'll make your numbers make more sense when you role play those actions ahead of time mm -hmm. in your plan. But when it comes to launching, actually using your measurement, the one thing that most marketers skip is forecasting. And this is a shame because what most marketers think, and don't get me wrong, I was there. I was teaching this for years, was let's learn measurement so we know what's working and what's not. That's what everybody <laughs> asks, right? 
because we have you're on Facebook and this is typically what happens with our our students when they come to us. It's something along the lines of we uh, started spending money on Facebook and spent a hundred bucks. And would you know it? Facebook gave us 200 bucks back. So we're like, yay, Facebook, let's do $500 on the budget today. And Facebook gives them a thousand bucks back. And they're like, oh my gosh, this marketing thing is so freaking easy. So then they go, well, let's do a thousand dollars on the campaign. And Facebook gives them $2,000 back. And they go, hey, this is great. Now, somewhere in the company, somebody, because it's growing now, they're spending $2,000 a day. And somebody in the company is going, hey, do we, do we need to know how this is working? And this is the poison thought that happens typically from the owner or the top level manager. I don't care as long as we're making money. Poisonous thought. Because guess what happens when you don't? You care a lot. And this is what happens. So all of a sudden, somebody goes, let's spend $10,000 a day on Facebook. And they do. And Facebook keeps it. Now, everyone looks around immediately. Hey, what happened to that money? What's going on? We're, now, we can't keep doing this. This is kind of, we're not getting, what happened? What broke? What changed? And what does everybody do? Uh, I don't know. Because nobody cared at the time. But you sure do now. Now it's a problem because the whole place is on fire and you have no idea where it started or how to put it out because you didn't measure anything. So you got to make sure that you're measuring and it's not just what's working or what's not. And this ties into forecasting. A good, solid measurement system, of course, tells you what's working and what's not. What it really does well is tell you what's coming next. And that's the forecasting step. That's what most marketers, especially measurement marketers, do not understand they can even do. So for example, I think most companies, like you, I might have a Shopify store and the question that I'm asking myself most of the time I bet money on is that what happened to that Facebook money we spent, a thousand bucks we spent last week? What happened to that? Where's my ROI? Where's my ROAS, right? Where's my ROI? I want to know what happened to that money. The, they get obsessed with the past and that's okay because that is a start and it is necessary to know what happened to that money. However, a more important, more useful question to ask is what's going to happen to the thousand dollars I'm going to spend next week. And then you have mm. a forecast that says, okay, well, we're going to have a thousand clicks. We figure about a dollar per click based on CPMs. Um, of those, we should have at least 30% sign up for our 10% coupon because we know our opt-in rates. It's going to be between 30 and 35. And then of those within seven days from email, we should have at least 20% of those close for an average order of $500. And that's how we're going to say sell X amount at this much money to make this much revenue. Thousand dollars spent should generate this as it goes through these steps. Now, as a measurement marketer, of course, you're not forecasting and not measuring against your forecast. You want to measure against the forecast and you do. So you just collect those numbers because you, all you're doing is you change from what just happened, right? To how is this supposed to work? And is it working the way it's supposed to? Is my machine, is my marketing machine working the way it's supposed to work? And so you measure against that forecast and you will instantly see where the issue is. It'll be like, wow, CPM's just tripled. That's weird. We're not getting a thousand clicks anymore. We're only getting 300. That's what's caused, but the rest of it worked just fine. So I know, I know it's on the Facebook and I got a tweak. Or maybe it's, we got all thousand clicks. Everybody opted in, but the email didn't close the way we thought it was going to within that period of time. Maybe we got to work with the email copy team and fix that email because something clearly went wrong there. Maybe mm -hmm. a campaign broke or something. Mm -hmm. But the, the trick is, and this is the third key, that optimization stage, we've actually focused our resources on the thing that is guaranteed to move the needle because it's the thing that's not working according to plan. And if you fix it, then it does work according to plan. And all of a sudden we've got revenue and profits again and things improve. So that's how you use that whole framework. Again, plan, questions, information, actions. You build, make sure it knows your results, has your traffic and is telling a story. And then you launch it where you listen to the conversation, you forecast asking, is this working like it's supposed to? And then you measure against your forecast and that's the optimization step. And if you think about, that's the thing that everybody wants to raise toward. They all want to know, do I change the headline, change the offer, change the price, change whatever. Yes. Your customers are the only ones that know that. You're not listening to them. To their conversation. So 
if you listen to their conversation, they will absolutely tell you. They will absolutely tell you. So go back to that Eyes on the Journey thing we talked about with, with our page, right? The Measure Marketing Academy. It works incredibly well. It's like an X-ray into their mind and I can see everything and we can marketing, again, no drama. Well, how does that work with the e-commerce store? So imagine, there are a few other tools that are available for this, like there's Google Tag Manager and, there's, and Data Studio that can make these things a little easier. Um, but if you set up measurement properly with an e-commerce store, imagine going there and seeing there's three product detail pages. Let's say I have a small store, three product detail pages. One of them closes at, let's say 1%. So you know, out of hundred people, only one's buying. One closes at 3%, one closes at 15%, right? All have the same traffic coming in. Okay, that 15% is a little high. I'd be like, well, that seems crazy high for the traffic that I'm sending. Let me go see if there's a, a traffic issue, right? Maybe there's not, maybe they're all three getting the same traffic. Well, then I go, what is going on? Because there's clearly a different conversation. Now it might just be a better product fit, but let's pretend it's not. Let's pretend they're all kind of similar products. So I'd look at the page and what's going on. I would set up an eyes on the journey. So the impression would be the page load. The introduced, I would still use 10 seconds. I think that's a good number to see if they're sticking around. But for interested, how would I do it with an e-commerce store? Well, we can measure, are they hovering over the photographs? Was there a video that was playing? You know, those little, the little parts of the, um, where you can sort of virtually pull the product off the shelf and spin the bottle, if that's what you're looking ooh, at. Oh, right? I haven't seen can, that yet. We can measure for that. We that's can measure, cool. are they looking at the testimonials and reviews mm. for a period of time? Because maybe you've got a killer testimonial that's amazing on this one product, not so much on the other. And you can let me tell, let me you. tell you, wait, not to interrupt you, but let me tell you what I spent a lot of time looking at on your page, the reviews, because you had the way you set it up with the people's photos and it was just very visually appealing. Oh, Amari, no, no, our just, marketing director is going to love you for that. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yes. And I'll yes. run back people, to right. reviews. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's interesting because I spent the most time there when I was on your page. And now that we're talking about this, I'm like totally aware of where I was hovering. So yeah, that's exactly right. And, and technically, again, if we were measuring for that, we could, right? And say, yeah. hey, you're looking at reviews. Well, if I know you're looking at reviews, but you didn't initiate, or maybe you didn't even consider yet the, the offer, investigate the offer, what are those Facebook ads gonna look like? It's more people giving reviews because that's what you're into. So mm -hmm. it's like, you you looked at reviews, but you didn't push the, and this, bring it back to Shopify, you didn't push the add to cart button. So maybe the ads change, not to discounting price, it's here's what others have done with that product. Here's some other people that really like this thing that you didn't get the chance to see. Here's a new behind the scenes tour of us unboxing the product. Cause you're pretty interested to do all those behaviors and not necessarily add to cart. And then maybe you come back with pricing or whatever else. Cause you know, who knows what the actual objection is, but it's at least an idea. It's an understanding. It's a direction because you're listening and because you even know those behaviors are happening now that you can improve things with your Shopify store. And that's how you use measurement to build it using that framework, which again, three simple steps, really it's plan, build and launch it. It's just how you go through those steps and just follow the same things we already talked about. And it'll, it sort of automatically produces the result of, oh, focus here for your optimization and, you know, improve this step and then everything else will start working. And then you just rinse and repeat. Remember every time you use the framework, you come through it, right? With a little bit more muscle built, which means you go into it with a little bit more muscle built. So it gets easier and easier and you get naturally better at it. People ask me all the time about forecasting. What's a good forecast? What tools I use? Guess, guess, mm -hmm. just guess, guess. And you're going to be comfortable with being wrong because you know what's going to happen after about three or four times, you're going to get a lot better at guessing. It's going to happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And now you've built the muscle to do it. So you don't get caught up in all the reasons why you can't be this thing. We totally can be. I mean, just the trick is making it simple and keeping it simple. And of course, that's what we do. Well, there is a reason, Chris, that you are, you know, kind of pseudo named the authority in helping marketers know their numbers and making it easy to understand them and, and really turn them into what we would say are profits. So this is so interesting. I'm, I'm looking at 
e-commerce in a different way now, which is interesting. And I'm looking Makes at Makes it a little more fun marketing. now. You're like, oh, there's actually yes. people we're talking. It's cool. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it's funny because you said something that made me laugh because we've had a couple um, guests on the show who are kind of like, you know, conversion optimization specialists. And, you know, it's true. One of the biggest things that we talk about or have talked about is beta testing, right? And, and you know, popping up two things and seeing, you know, which one kind of tends to get more traffic or more conversions, whatever. And then like, I don't know, you mentioned like the changing, but it just seems like there's still a lot that you're leaving out, you know, when you, when yeah. you do something like that. And uh, I feel like you're really kind of three-step method and this kind of formula is very logical, makes sense, easy to understand, and ties into human nature, which ultimately is what's sitting behind that Shopify store computer screen conversing, like you said, right? Right with right. technology. You know, That's we're exactly the con right. consumer gives gives you everything you need to know. You just need to be able to understand how to listen. And then once you hear it, understand how to understand what you hear. Understand yeah, and take action numbers. on it. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. Yep. Fantastic. Well, speaking of taking action, I know that you've put together a special offer for all of our podcast audience. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about this because you've got me very interested in this. There's a company I I, I work with and I'm going to make sure they listen to this episode because you just gave such easy to understand information. And I think a lot of people are going to be excited or if you're not, you're listening right now. So are you excited? Yes, I'm excited. So I know our audience listening right now is excited. Um, so let's talk about what you're going to offer for the Engage audience if they visit the website and put in this special, hold on, I got to remember it's something, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. UTM. Close. UTM. No, 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 no. You're right. It's UTMs, but they yes. don't have to type the UTMs in. We're going to do this together, you and I. You ready? Okay. 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 We're going to practice this. So here's the, okay. here's the, here's the URL that you type in because we yeah. got to make it easy. This is also a perfect example of when somebody's like, well, how can you, like, for example, we speak on stages a lot, right? How, we do podcasts a lot. Well, how do we measure a podcast and if it impacted our brand? How do we measure me speaking from stage and if it impacted our brand, right? Well, this is how you do it. So we created this URL and everybody can type this in. I recommend you do, even if you don't want the offer, do it to see how we're doing this. So you can see us kind of eating our own dog food, use the tech term. So go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash engage. And remember, it's engage the website. So N-G-A-G-G-E, right? So measurementmarketing.io forward slash engage. Oh my and gosh, hold on. You that. say that so fast because it's your company. Measurement marketing, I-N-G dot I-O forward slash N-Gage. Right yeah, well, because it's your company. You're like, measurement marketing <laughs> I-O. I'm like, oh, hold this on. This is what I, this is right, exactly. So Hold true. on, Blake Shelton. So true. All right. Measurement marketing, marketing. I-O forward, yep, forward slash N-Gage. Yes. There we go. With that little radio voice. Yeah. All right. So when you do that, and if you do this now, you will see this. When you do this, it will redirect to an offer called the Toolbox Offer. It's a free offer that we give out to help build the community and get people introduced to our brand and, and give them some honest, free, valuable tools that we give to our members. It's called the Toolbox Membership. Just the name and an email. It'll create a login for you. The only thing we ask is that you use it. If you're not using it in 90 days, we'll ask you to make space for somebody else because obviously we only keep a certain amount of these out. But in there, you can use it for as long as you want. We don't care. We just want you to use it. But in there, you get free weekly training. So there's always a new video back there that you can learn more about this stuff. Um, that's back there. There's about 
40 some odd tools we've created, including a dashboard toolkit that'll show you like the eyes and the journey formats and how to build funnels and customer journeys. It will also, uh, there's a traffic tracking toolkit back there to learn how to do the UTMs and structure them properly and lots of video training. It's a ton of free stuff. And again, if it makes sense, then you upgrade to the Academy, but this is a really good way to see like, is, is this something that's even for me or not? That's what the toolbox membership is. Now, when you go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash engage, you're going to see that's not where you ended up. It's redirected. And in that URL, I would encourage everybody when they get back. Uh, oh, I see browser, it. UTM source. UTM source. Yeah. And it says engage.com. That's where it's coming from. What's the medium? And the medium is just a fancy way of saying the type of traffic. You see what it says there? It says UTM underscore medium. Hold on. I got to scroll to get that far. It's really long. Hang on. It's right next yep. to the source. So be source yep, yep, yep. and then medium source, UTM say... underscore medium equals podcast at UTM okay. underscore campaign equals academy at. Right. And if you're so wondering, now... you guys, what I'm reading, I'm reading what that link turned into in the yep. search bar. That's what I'm reading. It's exactly right. So now our we Google Analytics like knows somebody's on the site right now. They came from this particular podcast. It was podcast traffic because that way I can build a report of all the podcasts that I'm on and see which ones are doing what, right? Again, traffic sources. So it's this podcast. It's a type of traffic called podcast. So I can group that together. And it's yeah. also telling me in the campaign, I am here because I'm supposed to deliver somebody for some stage of the Academy customer journey, that's whether cool. that's awareness or completion or engagement is totally different. It's this, this particular code is like, Hey, I'm supposed to send them into the journey. And then we measure what does podcast traffic do? Surprise, surprise, it makes people aware, right? It's not great at completing the sale because that's not what it's for yet. You just found out about me. You haven't even explored right. the market yet. You're but hovering. We're hovering a little awareness. bit. There yes. you go. That's exactly right. So that's Thanks. how you use UTMs and you can do it with your store. You know, if you're on if you're on stage, if you're at a trade show, you can use a QR code mm -hmm. and have that redirect to your product detail page, you know, so you can sell you know stuff online at a trade show if that's what you're doing with the Shopify store. There's the mind boggles with what's possible. But the good news is it's all possible. You just gotta think it through. And when you follow the framework, it helps to give you the actual actions to make that happen. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited that you were able to take some time out of your incredibly busy schedule to share your insights with us. By, by no means was your title authority of marketing and helping people understand numbers. Um, that should never be downplayed because this conversation really had a lot of light bulbs going off, a little smoke coming out of my ears. I feel like I learned a lot in such a short time and you've piqued my interest now. I'm going to be spending a little more time on the measurement marketing. I oh, Chris, I want to congratulate you on all of your success with founding your company, Measurement Marketing IO. I want to congratulate you on, I'm sure, the many hearts you've touched as a foster parent. Hopefully, not too many goldfish you've killed, though, as a young child. That's I know right. they don't That's often have a long lifespan. That's why we had so many of them. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and thank you for offering up an opportunity for our audience to dive into understanding this more with a free toolbox membership, which, as you said, gives them a ton. I'm looking right now. Tons of tools, guides and framework, a library of measurement marketing templates, scripts, stuff you've kind of already mentioned. Um, I really appreciate you doing that for our audience. And I just want to thank you so much for your time. Any final thoughts or insights you'd like to share as we wrap up our show together? I'll give you just sort of like a pro tip and doing this for a long time. And um, when you're first starting out, again, it is it is so easy to feel overwhelmed and frustrated by this because there are a lot of bells and whistles. So understand that that is a normal thing. It's kind of how you know it's working. The phrase to repeat in your head is get good enough to get going, come back and make it better later. Because a lot of companies get caught up in 
we got to make this more accurate. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. And they never get their things up and running. They never make it through the framework. And if you never make it through the framework, you've never made it into the launch phase. So you actually start using the thing. So just get good enough. It's good enough questions. It's good enough information we collected. It's good enough actions. And it's a good enough build. Then it's a good enough launch. Then you come back, use the framework again. Now it's going to be slightly better than that. And it's going to get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So give yourself the permission to be good enough to get going. You can always come back and make it better later. Great advice. And before we go, I have to tie that into SMS marketing and messaging because that is a really great tool for e-commerce, Shopify, WooCommerce business owners. And it's, I would say the same um, concept applies. It's a great tool. Start it, try the Engage tool, our, our brand new app for free for a month so that you can at least start working on it and building that same muscle memory. Because you know, as you said, there's lots of tools, lots of numbers, lots of things that you need to consider. And by doing that in a way with, with your formula, you can do it easily and understand it and listen to those conversations and make sense out of it. But there's so many great tools once you know what all that information is saying to then use to get those sales, to get those conversions and to get that uh, revenue. Awesome. I love this. I do want to share with our audience before I let you go, Chris, your LinkedIn, because it's a great way for the audience to connect with you. If you guys are looking to connect with Chris on LinkedIn, it's going to be Chris Mercer online. That's how you can search for him. And if you do want to email him, obviously not every guest has shared their email. And I want to say that Chris has been so kind to do that. So please be respectful. And his email is very easy. It's Mercer, M-E-R-C-E-R -E at measurementmarketing.com. Dot io. If you connect with Chris on LinkedIn, please let him know you heard him on the Engage podcast. Same message if you decide to connect with him through email. And again, please always be respectful of our guests' contact information. Chris, it was a pleasure. So much fun to have you on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights with us and continue to wear the crown of marketing authority expertism, if that's a word. You have been so awesome and insightful. So thank you so much for your time today. Well, thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Chris. Have a wonderful day. Holy smokes, you guys. I think this was one of my favorite shows of our series so far. Chris was not only incredibly insightful, but the way he broke down his formula, uh, this idea of this mindset shift and... I think after listening to his show, I truly believe in the power of making numbers so much easier to understand. And when you do take that time, as he said, to understand the numbers, not just learn the tools, but understand the craft of the numbers, you will be more successful when it comes to building and scaling your e-commerce business, your Shopify business, and anything you have going on, I think just in life. And as he said, and I would agree, the more you do, the better you get. Just keep working those measurement muscles, as Chris says. You guys, please connect with Chris on LinkedIn. Let him know you heard him on our podcast. And please, if you know anyone who has a Shopify store, an e-commerce store, maybe they've got a brick and mortar, a little home business, but they want to go e-commerce and, and get their business online, please visit measurementmarketing.io and put in that. You actually don't even, no, you do. Put in the forward slash engage. That's that UTM I learned about, we all learned about today. Engage, forward slash engage, and he will give you a free toolbox. And of course, you can follow up from there and uh, be a part of, of what Chris is doing, which is so fantastic. You guys, on behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining in for another episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. Ask the experts. And again, a big thank you to Chris Mercer for being our expert today. 
Don't forget to check out our new app, Engage.com. It's SMS messaging for Shopify. Try our free trial. You've got nothing to lose, totally risk-free, and you get 500 free messages to take for a test drive. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. I want to thank you so much for joining us for today's show. And again, feel free to email me if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show. My email, I'll pop that up for you quickly if you're watching the video. If you're listening on the podcast, that email is marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at engage.com. And that's M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. And last, Give us a follow on LinkedIn if you're interested in knowing more about what we're doing and the more, you know, if you're interested in our SMS app, you can find out more information on our LinkedIn page and more about our podcast. You guys, it's been a blast. I want to thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys next time.